I think it's safe to say that stress is a natural response to a trigger or a difficult situation. However, not managing stress by taking care of ourselves or practicing self-care can lead to issues impacting our mental and physical health. For instance, 44% of people who are not managing stress report often feeling anxious and depressed, according to a survey by Transamerica Institute. Welcome back to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. And joining me today is Mahela Vence, public health expert for Nonprofit Transamerica Institute. And today we're going to explore different ways to practice self-care during stressful times. But before we get started, a reminder that we'd like to hear from you and learn what topics you'd like us to cover, as well as provide us some feedback on this episode. To that end, please drop either Mahela or me a note at info at transamericainstitute.org. Well, Mahela, it's good to have you with us. Yeah, it's good to be back, Al. So why don't we start off with a baseline by defining just exactly what we mean when we refer to self-care. Well, I really love the way that the National Institute of Mental Health defines self-care, and that is self-care means taking the time to do things that help you live well and improve both your physical health and mental health. When it comes to our overall health, self-care can really help us increase our energy, manage our stress, and just stay healthy. So for today's episode, I'd like to dive into three self-care strategies that can help us do just that. Works for me. But first, could you remind us why self-care is especially important during difficult and challenging times? Perhaps you've heard of the saying, no mud, no lotus. Now, this is because the lotus flower is capable of growing in muddy conditions and it can blossom above water into a visually stunning flower that seems to be floating on top. This beautiful flower is often viewed as a depiction of the human ability to overcome difficulty and rise above the quote-unquote mud. Now, this representation is especially relevant to our mental health, where we often face significant challenges and struggles to maintain our emotional well-being. So practicing self-care during stressful times is crucial to helping us get through them. Just keep in mind that self-care does look different for everyone, so find what works best for you and make it a priority even when life gets difficult. Beautiful analogy regarding the Lotus Mahala, and I must confess I've never heard that one before, but it does make sense because during times of stress, we really should be prioritizing self-care, yet it's probably also the time we're most likely to neglect doing it. Now, would you mind sharing a little more, perhaps by providing us with some examples? Yeah, there's a particular example that comes to my mind, and that is about um, being stressed over something. You know that feeling that something stressful is happening in your life and you're not able to handle it right there and then. So you tell yourself that you'll wait till the morning. However, you're now finding yourself tossing and turning and not able to sleep. Me tossing and turning over stress? Never happens. Said no one ever. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm sure at one point or another, most of us have uttered the line, I lost sleep over this, when we're stressed about something. And it's been true both figuratively and literally. That's right. And that's really because stress activates the body's fight or flight response, which prepares the body to respond to perceived threats. Fight or flight, sometimes lasting all night. But what you're saying (laughs) does make sense. Yeah, and then this fight-or-flight response releases stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which increase alertness, blood pressure, and heart rate, making it really difficult to relax and fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, been there, done that too many times, in fact. 
And it's precisely why it's so hard to sleep. But can I say something that might sound a little obvious? Hey, I'm all ears. Go for it. That's when your body needs rest the most. Let me tell you, if you're not resting when you're stressed, your stress will often manifest itself as physical symptoms. Tension, headaches, eczema, cold sores, neck and shoulder pain, even frequent colds or flus are just a few conditions that may arise from stress. Well, you're preaching to the choir because none of what you just cited is anything I'd want in my life, and I'm sure I can speak for our listeners as well. So then what? I mean, come on. It's impossible to sleep when you have a gazillion things racing around in your head. I mean, I agree with you that it is, but that's where my first self-care strategy comes in. In order to improve your ability to rest, despite what's happening in your personal life, I'd like to invite you to practice mindfulness and meditation. According to recent research by nonprofit Transamerica Institute, actually, only 21% of people practice mindfulness and meditation on a consistent basis. By taking some time each day to practice mindfulness and meditation, we can really train our minds to become more relaxed and more present, which can really help us sleep better as well as just overall feel more rested. Well, I'm good with that. So perhaps now would be a good time to shed some light on what mindfulness and meditation are. Mindfulness is all about being in the moment fully. It's shutting off that inner critic or that inner voice that takes you out of the here and now. It can be cultivated through different practices like deep breathing, yoga, even meditation. Now, meditation, on the other hand, is a practice that simply focuses on training the mind to become calmer and more present. The goal of meditation is to quiet the mind, and it can be achieved through a few different activities, but one I like to practice is simply sitting in a comfortable position and focusing on your breath or a mantra or a powerful statement that you repeat to yourself. So if I follow you correctly, by incorporating meditation and mindfulness together, you can create a greater sense of calm and relaxation. That's right, and not only can this help you fall asleep, but it can also help you feel more rejuvenated once you wake up. Now, this is very important for when we're going through something challenging in our lives. And there are also some apps available that might help you get started and perhaps even begin a daily practice, like Calm and Headspace. Um, I definitely recommend looking into those. Really like what I'm hearing, Mihaela, and it sounds as if this combination can also serve as a proactive measure to ward off future stress, too. Now, what else have you got in your bag of wisdom that might help assist us during difficult and stressful times? Well, let me answer that question with a question. During times of stress, have you ever found it difficult to stay connected with others? Well, sure. Especially in these volatile times, I've you know found myself wanting to detach and, well, you know, kind of go off and do my own thing. Well, there's nothing wrong with wanting to take a breather. However, when we withdraw from social situations as a form of a coping mechanism, now this can lead to issues. Like it can actually make the thing that we're going through even harder to deal with. Staying connected with others can really be an essential component of managing stress and maintaining our mental health. And that's actually my self-care strategy number two. Well, I guess I've always tried to practice moderation, but then again, I can see how some people could feel overwhelmed by having to socialize during times of stress. They might be, but you know, it's just important to remember that staying connected doesn't have to be in person or it doesn't have to be, you know, in large groups or take a bunch of time to do. Staying connected can really happen through the phone, through FaceTime, or, you know, just through spending half an hour with someone. These efforts really can help maintain social connections and reduce our feelings of loneliness, which can increase our feelings of well-being. 
I think that's important to differentiate and, and maybe something we should all bear in mind the next time we're tempted to withdraw. And maybe you'll consider going out for an exercise class or a run with a buddy. Maybe I will. I'll work out or going for a run with a friend. Sure. Sign me up. Great. Because that's my self-care strategy number three. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, then. Exercise. How do you see that fitting into play with self-care? Well, stress from difficult times can cause physical and mental exhaustion, making it really difficult to find the energy to engage in physical activity. But staying active can be an effective way to combat stress as well as improve our mental health. That's all fine, well, and good, but I can imagine some listeners may find uh, exercise hard to prioritize, especially when they've got more pressing issues on their minds. And they're absolutely valid to feel that way. However, participating in regular physical activity, even in small increments, can really help us release some of those feel-good hormones like endorphins. Um, It can also reduce muscle tension and improve our mood. You know, finding an activity that's enjoyable can also help make exercise feel a lot less daunting. True. I guess taking a break by playing a game, say racquetball or paddle tennis or, or whatever, when life's feeling pretty honors, isn't such a bad idea. So have you got any other suggestions, perhaps some reading materials we might want to pursue? Well, I have a couple book recommendations. Uh, the first one is The Self-Care Solution by Jennifer Ashton. Um, and there's also The Art of Extreme Self-Care by Cheryl Richardson. Um, both of these are wonderful books to check out. I also want to highlight that the National Institute of Mental Health um, also provides a self-care guide with tips for reducing stress. Now, those sound like some helpful resources we're checking out. But where would you recommend people turn if they need help getting through an especially difficult circumstance that's interfering with their mental health? A mental health professional can be helpful in that situation. Also, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, provides a helpline for people experiencing mental health concerns. And that phone number is 1-800-950-NAMI or 1-800-950-6264. Great points and recommendations there because, face it, our mental health and well-being is absolutely critical in providing us with the ability to function and ultimately thrive. Well, Mihaela, it's been a pleasure, and thank you again for providing these strategies to help us and hopefully uh, help us rise above the mud. If you'd like to check out any of the source materials mentioned today, visit transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast to review the episode's transcript. If you have comments, feedbacks, or topic ideas, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode of Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying researching and educating the public about health and wellness, employment, financial literacy, longevity, and retirement. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcast, and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.